the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Well, hello, and welcome back to That's a Shame, episode number nine. Number nine. One away from our first major milestone. I know, and we have a lot planned, don't we? Hype, hype. It's going to be a big one. Make sure that you don't miss it. And don't miss this one. Don't go thinking, well, this one's an almost milestone. Might as well tune out. <laughs> this, if anything, is the build-up. And uh, if you don't get that, then the release is all the less sweet. How how philosophical. Well, thank you. Who are you? We haven't introduced yourself. I'm Declan. And I'm Isaac. And together, as we haven't said in quite some time, we are <laughs> That's a Shame, the podcast now in Japan, we've crossed four continents. I know, look at that. Where have we got left to conquer? Antarctica? Uh, S- South America. No one gives a fuck. Fucking <laughs> Argentine bastards. They don't want anything to do with us. And Africa is remaining strongly <laughs> against everything we've got to offer at the moment. But we'll see if it changes. Yeah. I think it's only going to expand as time goes on. Do you feel like, you know, our uh, our support of monks... In the previous mm, episode, that's very coincidental. Has in it? any way contributed well, to I'm, our spread, I'm or am I being an absolute racist? No, it's certainly uh, it's the first time I think that we specifically referenced Asia as a continent, and then one episode later, four different people, I'm going to guess, are, are <laughs> tuning in from Japan. So if that's a coincidence, then. Right, well, I I'll, know what to believe. I'll dredge up my Africa material and see what we can do. <laughs> Good, yeah. Let's see what we've got to say. I've got 30 minutes. So it gets very, very questionable towards the end, but no one's listening at that point, so it's fine. What an episode we've got today, though. It's I like that kind you, of, we uh, say that up. we say that every week, and yet we always go in with no idea what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Don't go saying that because I've got a whole list of podcast topics up next to me. Admittedly, we've covered most of them and I haven't picked them <laughs> off, but that is but a trivial detail in the manifesto that is episode nine. Because of course, in the intervening time since we last recorded episode six, yep, this is confusing. So we. Our two most recent recordings have been episode six and episode nine. Is that right? Yes. Right. Okay. And um, should we briefly touch on why we're that boring people? Uh, well, because I'm going on holiday. Yeah. And we were very, definitely said before. And we were very busy, what with me drinking again. Yeah. You having a relationship. Yeah. Oh, God. They get in the way. I know. No offense. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> They get in a good way, is what I meant. <laughs> What's the, uh, the, uh, that, again, I'm bringing it up because, uh, I've got a sponsorship deal with them, but in Fraser, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where contemporary uh, Fraser, exactly. That's the one pushing for a remake where he describes his dad as a burden and then mm. says, I meant burden in its most positive sense <laughs> to which oh, his yeah. dad responds in a, <laughs> it'd be very, as in, Gee, what a lovely burden. <laughs> Which, that sounds like a musical from the 50s. <laughs> yeah. It would open with like an old piano roll Gee, style. what a lovely burden. <laughs> and it'll be a big dancing number in bowler hats, like Hello Dolly. <laughs> but yeah, so we've we recorded seven and eight in advance so that they'd release while we were doing it because we knew we wanted to record six with our our great guest, Joe D'Angelo, at Dan's Joe on Twitter, who I think listeners will agree was a delight. Absolutely wonderful. All the feedback has been very positive about Dan's appearance. And yes. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, 
And in fact, why don't we just go over some of the stuff we did? Because uh, we covered a lot of ground. When in, we weren't there for that long, were we? We were like two or three days at yours. Yeah. Well, we, we managed the, to we relive the fantasy of every sort of 12-year-old child <laughs> visiting Essex Seaside. We covered arcades, bowling, and Laser Quest, which is the holy trinity. <laughs> and a farm. Parties. And a farm. Yeah. Less of a birthday party destination, but still Look, lovely. Just because it's not the most exotic anything. of destinations doesn't mean you well, couldn't have a party there. I'd like to talk about bowling because there was a lot to worry about. First of all, it was inside a warehouse. A kind <laughs> of, um, it looked, it had the vibe of, from the outside at least, where you would go to shoot like the final showdown between like the hero has to go back to rescue his buddy in the cop. Yeah, it, it's very much like tied up and covered in gasoline there. It's very much somewhere that you would expect a stakeout in Better Call Saul. Yeah. A sort of lower budget, better call. Oh saw. yeah, no, 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 not, not. <laughs> better fax saw, <laughs> if possible, <laughs> if it's working. But opening the door and going inside to CJ's bowling arcade sponsor deal imminent was uh, it was like that bit in Willie and the Willie Willie and the Wonka, I was going to say <laughs> Willie Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, where he does that little do little 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 little, and then opens the door to the chocolate room, and you hear the do do do. Of pure imagination, as that giant door opens, oh, and a really yeah. bland door becomes an absolute wonderland of chocolate rivers that fat kids will jump into, uh, poorly paid, if not outright enslaved <laughs> staff who don't want to be there. That was part of the CJ's charm. There's also, isn't there, is it Veruca Salt who just starts yeah. absolutely downing some enormous mushroom filled with... Yeah, she just sticks her fist in it. Really what, it looks like me. sort of anthrax cream or something. Mm, it's not pleasant, that's for no. sure. It looked like a shaving foam sort of deal. Yeah. And I didn't like... One of them goes around just beating up trees as well, and he was a bit of a problem <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah. Mike TV. Good job he ends up a tiny little stretched idiot. What a coincidental Horrible name Mike. he had. What? You think... You don't think that name was organically <laughs> somehow just m- mysteriously related to the fact that his... His character trait was that he watches TV. <laughs> Wasn't it amazing though? He had some device where he could shoot things on his TV. And that film came out in the 1700s. And he was already <laughs> engaging in the kind of VR that we were paying £2.50 for at the South End Arcades just the other day. Oh, yeah. House the Dead 1, featuring no zombies. What about that <laughs> Ghostbusters one? No. Sorry, can we just mention the fact that the reason that you couldn't play House of the Dead 4 was mainly that the screen was off-centre by a factor of about three feet. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so a good 60% of the game was just gone. <laughs> it just wasn't there. Yes, that was unfortunate. You'd have to have shot at, like, another game. Yeah. And it would have looked like you were just, <laughs> just kind of threatening people aiming playing at the Pac-Man. Poor, yeah, the poor fuckers <laughs> on Mario Kart. Dreadful. Dreadful nonsense. We did quite well, though. We won ourselves... Well, what prizes did we get? Well, uh, my girlfriend quite wisely i think in retrospect mm-hmm. opted for just a shitload of sweets yeah um, still not as many as you'd think for the amount of tickets that you've no been given. not necessarily um but we as in us three us three you myself and Danj, um yeah. went for <laughs> something troublingly named daft ducks yeah and they were small i'm going to generously say ceramic Oh, very generous. I don't know what the word is. Models? Um, Trinkets? Crimes? Crimes. Porcelain crimes? Of 
of mentally unstable ducks. Yeah, in... who were doing all kinds of different self-harm. Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually ever see what my one was. Your but, one? Because I, I was too scared to open it. Your one was holding a lightsaber. Why? Uh, I suppose so that he could self-harm. Oh, that'll be it, yeah. <laughs> Very efficient. I forgot that was the theme. My the da- one... Daft is such a poor word to use about <laughs> self-harm. <laughs> Masochistic <be> ducks. <laughs> don't be daft, duck. Don't shoot yourself. Yeah, Danger's one was shooting itself in the foot, and my yeah, one was right chewing on the stems of roses. Oh, no. So, <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, I mean, it, I, I'm quite disappointed in us that we haven't done any further research into what they are. I think we should try and from. find the supplier, yeah. Yeah, get them on and get them to Do you think we explain get a themselves. <laughs> We could get ones that are like 3D printed versions of us. As ducks. And also as uh, shooting ourselves or something like that. Okay, right. Imagine the, imagine the sort of photo shoot for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just both of us. Don't want those photos to get out. Both of us in front of a green screen, absolutely 13 reasons whying ourselves. <laughs> oh, no. Still haven't seen that. The main no. character is called Clay, and I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Dreadful. Sorry, right, because nonsense. everyone's already spoilt it by being angry about it online anyway. Yeah. Fair enough, though. I don't think you should have a how-to, like, 13 steps to suicide <laughs> aimed at teenagers. It just doesn't seem like a great plan. I don't think maybe. each one was, like, a different... No, no, it Each was... episode was a different yep. step. Step one, cry a bit. <laughs> that was the that's the gateway. And it's a sad 12 steps down to... <laughs> yeah, you could actually cut out a lot of them in hindsight. There was a lot of uh, dead wood. If you'll excuse the almost part. A lot of cold feet. Um... <laughs> So, look, bowling was good. We had two games. Cost us how much? £10? Yeah. Bowling not- <laughs> seems to have got cheaper. It wasn't £2.50 each. <laughs> that oh, would no. be good. That would be incredible. Yeah. Um, I like bowling. I didn't like, however, that we were shunted unceremoniously from our lane, which had a, a central position. When we started, we arrived as very much the kind of uh, forebears of the whole bowling process because there was no one playing any bowling. Which very much annoyed me because we'd asked on the phone to schedule two games for half an hour later mm-hmm. and the guy on the other end did that classic Ooh. Oh, <sighs> don't um, oh. Oh, that's a... Give me a minute mate, let me see what I can do and then you hear him like flicking through a... Yeah, you hear him going through a little file of facts which you know, like each page in one of those is about three weeks so i don't know why <laughs> so he was a, looking ahead or financial behind. year and uh and then he comes back and goes oh, i just don't think we can fit you in for two games if you're starting at half uh, uh, half past so i mean the best i can do is o'clock and we, i was like oh well all right okay we'll take o'clock we turned up it was literally us <laughs> yeah there was no one there it was us the bar staff and but where to be fair some people just drinking which was a di- an upsetting prospect to just go to a bowling alley for a drink it's a nice because again alley. this was a warehouse no don't go saying it was nice it had angry bird bins that looked like they were screaming for death all right but compared to everywhere else in hockley and indeed okay. the majority of essex it's fair enough. relatively nice <laughs> and so we got we were given uh pri- let's call it prime position it was like lane seven or something dead yep. in the middle Nice elevation. You've got a good view of left and right, which turned out to be nothing except these weird kind of attempts to not infringe George Lucas's rights <laughs> to the Star Wars characters <laughs> as they were kind of painted in a weird graffiti style as bowling pins. And that kind of worked for some of them that look a bit like bowling pins anyway. R2-D2. Uh, like Yoda. Fine. R2-D2 is basically a Skittle already. Yep. But Chewbacca just looked like he'd been stuffed inside a big glass case and was yeah, screaming like a, for mercy. 
Yeah, it looked like something that if your cat spat it up, you'd be taking it to the vet. Yeah, the thing that came out of the cat's mouth. You'd stab yeah. to death just to make sure <laughs> it didn't have another second left on the planet. So we're there, we're bowling away. I think we were, we'd had a game at this point, or we were during the first game this happened? Uh, no, it was during the second game. Okay, so we'd had a game. We'd all had great fun yep. playing a bit of bowling. Then out of nowhere, bowls up, if you'll mind the language. Oh. The, uh, let's call him the maitre d' of the bowling alley, <laughs> because that's definitely <laughs> his title. Why not? <laughs> that's what he's... CJ himself. That's what he's got on his LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, actually. Very, very full of himself, this pal. And he comes up and asks us to, to vacate the alley. He's like, you need to you need to move, lads. We'll swap you. We'll carry over your game, which I frankly didn't believe would happen anyway, because the technology that powers all bowling alleys was made in about 1928. Yeah, it runs on a difference engine, and so we're moved like maybe three across to a much worse place because there was a 90th birthday party coming to have a, a taste of their bowling. Alley. Let's not let's not beat around the bush here. That is a group of people who have definitely abused some sort of deal mm. that's going oh, on, yeah, whereby it if it's your 90th birthday party or older, you, you get a free game games. of bowling, and they've just dragged Grandma along. Because Grandma, she she couldn't have been less interested. Yeah, I was really I hoping... I, I was really hoping that she was going to fucking Mrs. Doubtfire it right down the alley <laughs> and win, but she did nothing of the sort. No, she didn't look um, particularly keen particularly capable of holding the ball she didn't particularly i think there couldn't have been a light enough ball she didn't particularly look like she knew anyone there or was indeed going to live for the entirety <laughs> of the game imagine giving a 90 year old woman bowling shoes like what is that transaction <laughs> what size are you love one and she just asked it. how's she going to get them on old people have to go to like chiropodist to do anything <laughs> related to the knees down. What the hell is that about? Can we talk as well, sorry, about the little sign? I don't remember the little sign, do Oh, I? my God. So above the the alleys that we had just vacated, right at the end <laughs> oh, yeah, of the yeah. alley, just above the pins, the wall above has some sort of, again, not quite enough to infringe copyright. Yeah. Star, Star battles. Imagery. <laughs> um, and... Uh, this guy, another of the maitre d's, <laughs> walks down the alley with this huge sort of tarpaulin. I always resent them doing this anyway, don't yeah. you? Where they because they make such a big thing about never go, don't go past the foul line, boys. Never yeah, cross the foul line. It's such and a like just stroll. Yeah, it's they're very much that kind of like lanyard culture, aren't they? Oh well, I'm allowed. <laughs> I've I think I'm. I don't even call it a foul line. It's just a line to me. <laughs> barreling. It's over just it. a door. No one's business. Um, and he walked down with this, yeah, huge tarpaulin rectangle. Mm. And he spent, I think, five minutes yeah. putting it up. Like, so he had to hang it at one corner, stretch it out, and then hang it at another corner, make sure that it was all fixed. Now, whilst he was doing this, it was obvious to everyone that there was nothing on this sheet. <laughs> Absolutely, it was completely blank. And, you know, we were looking around, Brian and I were thinking that maybe they were going to project something onto it. Yeah. I don't know where from. Or maybe part of the bowling alley experience is that you get to draw your own birthday song. Yeah, exactly. It's creative. Something of the sort. Because he was there for so long putting this up. And then he mm. he walked back down the alley. And I think he must have stopped about halfway to turn and admire his handiwork. 
And then we just saw his head drop a little. Yeah. A little a shake. single tear. And he walked up, took it down, and turned it round. Because he just put it up backwards. Dreadful man. How Dreadful could you spend man. so long doing something and just not realise that, oh, this looks a little blank. Oh, a little bearer than I remember the birthday sign being. I think what it is, is he's desperate to be fired from CJ's because he's there as some kind of community service. Where he's been he's been having to go every Saturday for 10 years and he just does really minor bits of acting out, like buying those Angry Bird bins to try and upset everyone. Oh, that horrible... Defaulting the jukebox to that same song every three seconds. That horrible Ghostbusters toy in the, oh, that in the little claw machine. Thing. Yeah, we've popped, that, like he'd... we've popped that on the old Twitter at That's, that's a Shame Cast. Yes, very nice organic plug there. We've also popped the... I'm sure I took a photo of that horrible birthday sign. Because even when it was turned around, it was perhaps more of a tragedy. Yeah, absolutely nothing to shout about. Because at the point that it was backwards, there was still in our heads the possibility of that blank canvas. Yeah. It was like, you know... It could have been anything. It was like Obama 08. Yeah. We were all just ready for change and when he turned it round, it was just another. It was like Obama twelve. <laughs> That's the one. I didn't think I did take a picture of it, which is a real shame. Oh no! We'll oh. have to. Uh, we'll have to keep going, and in the hopes yeah. that. Do you know, we can buy it off them? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> a kind of fashion into a cape situation. So bowling was bowling was good on the whole. I don't think we know if we sold it there, but bowling is fundamentally quite fun because there aren't that many sports in inverted commas that you kind of do with friends in that environment you don't just rock up and get a group of people to go and play tennis and anything and it's nice to do something a little different and something that involves changing your shoes as well there's a certain always exciting yep you always wonder oh what will they smell of this time will they be eight sizes too big is it is it that one spray that all bowling alleys everywhere (laughs) in the world seem to have a monopoly on it's made out of grated bowling balls (laughs) that's why your ball sometimes doesn't come back from the retriever isn't it amazing that thing Aren't they over-engineered bowling alleys for, it's, for how shit they Well, are? yeah, like because it's a weird dichotomy between some bits seem massively over-engineered, like yeah. the ball return system, which is just a bit too good. It works too yeah. well. The picking up of the skittles. It's a magical the, you know, the so- device. All of that is absolute magic. And yet the little animations on the screen, every time <laughs> you get a spare, were painted by like, I don't know. God who. knows who and God knows that, when. Yeah. It's like the first ever experiments with colour on screen. Mm. It's like they got uh the AI that plays the other paddle for you in Pong. They just took it one <laughs> step further and were like, Okay, yeah. we're almost there, draw or something. And he came out with spare Dini. Can you make an it- <laughs> eight second one frame animation? Can you make it a a, a sphere, maybe? Well we'll settle for no. circle with a little curve of white on it. <laughs> If you just put a bit of shadow behind it, it gives the illusion of depth because this is 2017. Imagine if they got like Pixar to make bowling alley animation bits. That would be incredible. I'd pay up to £12 for a game. It seems as well that, um, I don't know, they, they never, they don't really respect their own system enough in bowling alleys because they've got all this technology, but it's so eminently breakable. And I've never been to a bowling alley without someone fucking up something in a big way 
in another lane or in my own lane because there's a button that you can press that I would always press at children's birthday parties when I was a child not just as an adult going around harassing birthday <laughs> parties like some kind of sad criminal but there's a button on the like bit where your uh, bowling balls hang out their little house that when you press it it just lowers the pin thing so if you wait until someone's thrown it and you press that it just lowers it and the ball just bounces ineffectually back off <laughs> like a bit like a, a a sad kind of pickup attempt that's being rebuffed really easily with just the slightest of glances away so there's that there's also the gutters and i don't know if you saw the people next to us there was like a tiny child playing and they had the gutters going up and down depending yeah. on who was having a go. So when this little girl, who's probably about four, was having a throw, the gutters would, the, uh, what are they called? It blocks the gutters, yeah. whatever that is. The lane guard. The little runners. Yeah. yeah. It would come up so that it wouldn't bounce away. But I saw, I don't know if they got their turns out of order or something, but she went up through it off the little ramp and it just rolled so perfectly towards one as it, in absolutely perfect time just went really slowly down so the ball just went at about no miles an hour into the gutter can i just say your face was tragic as as a matter of principle i you shouldn't be allowed both the uh the little frame that bowls for you the ramp and the sides either oh what if you're only like three no you can't have both (laughs) the whole idea of the rev is that it just does it for you like either you have the ramp and you accept that you're cheating in that way or you have the sides <laughs> up and you just fuck it with everything you've got down the lane and know that it's not going to miss like you mm. can't have both i don't know it depends what your what, aim is really. what are you doing then what what part of that function is you because gravity choosing the ball <laughs> is your only participation if they could connect the ball retrieval up to the ramp then you would just be no longer relevant yeah. in the system <laughs> you you do <laughs> automated bowling you do more in wee bowling oh i loved wee bowling well is that because if you were anything other than an absolute <laughs> idiot you could get a perfect score every time because every time, there's just one angle you hit it, at and it for some reason they never coded in any element of chance it was the same in the wee sports tennis there was just one way you could serve that was ir- irreturnable yeah you could do nothing about it good old wee sports so that's bowling covered laser quest is the real appeal oh, for me oh wow so to set the scene, we this was a different day, wasn't it? It was the next day. It was the next day. We we knew that we were going to be staying up late. Yeah. Uh, because Cause at it was midnight, yes, at midnight, it would have been one year since I had had a, an alcoholic drink. Yeah. And we were going to stay up, and then we were going to stay up further, as we mentioned in episode six, and watch Twin Peaks, oh, which was incredible. It was absolute madness. Oh, yeah. In the best possible way. I've never understood less but enjoyed more <laughs> simultaneously. Yeah. Um, so we didn't quite know what to do. And I'll be frank, I'd kind of blown my load, as it were, on Saturday night with bowling yeah. and arcades. Because that is, CJ's. that is pretty much it. It's the classic kind of near the seaside double yeah. act, isn't it? Exactly. Um, One sets up the other. And weirdly, the suggestion for Laser Quest came from Danj, I think who had no yeah. reason to believe that there was any such thing nearby. But I remembered I all of a sudden... it's because bowling and laser quest are often next to each other. Even yeah, though true. In this case. Um, but we do also happen to have, in another <laughs> troublingly tucked away... Yeah. Somewhere between a warehouse and an office block, laser mm. quest, 
here, uh, not in Hockley, but in Rayleigh next door. Yeah. And so off we went. To the Megazone. Indeed. What a title. Not at all overselling a wooden structure in the dark. No. I would say it's um, not necessarily the first thing that would come to mind. I don't know where... I, I can see where they got zone, because it's not really a building. No. Not really a room. It was too vague to describe, because it was kind of like a haunted office block. What mega was questionable. What we should say, my favourite part of the entire experience was that you know I, I i don't know what the hiring system is like at, at a laser quest mm-hmm. but they'd hired this woman who was about 50 years old i suppose yeah she could see that we were all in our 20s probably yeah um we're all wearing badges to that effect yeah <laughs> uh we turned up We'd asked for the games. We paid for the games. Again, £10 each. Solid. Uh, for two games. Exactly the same price as bowling. Mental. It's a racket. Um, and we were sat down on some chairs waiting for our first game. And she came up and she was like, you've got to come and watch the video. <laughs> got to. And there's just so many elements of this that are questionable. Got to, as you say there, disparagingly. <laughs> like it's not a difficult concept laser quest you have a suit no it's quite you have a little jacket you've got a little gun if you shoot the opposition jackets you get points if they shoot you they get points yeah but oh, so you've seen the video <laughs> you've really absorbed its contents but the the main thrust of the video was not actually explaining the rules but rather yeah, more fool us. rather setting up a theme that was to be oh. abandoned as soon as the video <laughs> ended, which was that this was set in 19th century London. Yeah, it was a Victorian theme. And my favourite bit of the video was that, um, well, two things, really. It's trying to capture that kind of Disney World Q vibe. There's a particularly good one in oh, like yeah. Mission Space in Epcot, which is like a centrifuge that... Uh, mimics what it's like to go into space to mars specifically and um the entrance video is like you're at nasa and gary Busey rocks up as your mission commander to tell you about everything and it just hypes you so well because you're in this amazing environment that they've spent millions on yeah this one was um it was less that and more if you can imagine and i think you can an empty room of about <laughs> cupboard size, pitch black, uh, dripping wet walls, as is customary in all these places. Yep. That kind of film of sweat. That if you touched it, you'd have enough residue to oil up a pan before cooking your breakfast. And interestingly, they'd got in to do the video, the guy responsible for all the bowling animations. <laughs> that was a bold choice. I think he had uh, some kind of contract in the area. They'd also, interestingly, got in the guy who does the voice of microsoft sam which is to say a robot rather than any actors to to deliver this spiel and my favorite bit was that um there was minimal conceit other than that we we <laughs> that had to can, we simply must go back can in time I, can i just can i just interrupt to say that minimal conceit is still overselling it like they they threw a dart at a board and it landed in london and someone thought up four numbers someone called victoria yeah and that is that is it there was no story there was no yeah, reason yeah. to be going back there was nothing we were stopping there was nothing we were fighting <laughs> yeah, against true. there was no aim there was no goal there was no 
reason for <laughs> it to be in Victorian London. There was nothing once you were out of that video room, that video cupboard, to even suggest that you were anywhere close well, apart to from Victorian all the lasers. or London. <laughs> apart from all those lasers that Queen Victoria invented. Why, why have they chosen that? Why not just say, yeah, you're in the future, the future. there are lasers. Yeah. Because the inside, as well. like, I'm, I'm not joking when I say that. Every wall is made out of wood. Every yeah. floor is made out of wood. It's all painted exactly black. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> like there's no, no there's not even a little credit. there was a bit of neon paint on the floor there's, <laughs> there's not even sort of an acrylic big ben on the wall or something like not mm. even one attempt to characterize this as london there it's... was in the like dressing room which is again a, a vast glorification <laughs> of a room with some hooks there were uh chalk they looked they had a very temporary vibe they looked like someone had come up with some chalk and drawn on cogs. Because you remember how cogs were basically the backbone of Victorian London. Oh my God, yeah. Nothing no, moved the, without cogs. The video ended, that, that video ended with about two minutes oh, yeah. of just zooming through clockwork. Falling into <laughs> clockwork. It was like a sort of cheap Doctor Who, like they'd copied and pasted whatever the whirring time matter is and replaced it with cogs. Yeah. They're similarly temporal. But the best bit of the video for me was... Uh, the time jump itself, which was kind of the the pinnacle of the third act of yeah, the this real, short film. The real thrust of the whole thing. Yeah, it's the bit that people were talking about afterwards, I imagine, if anyone else had been there. Um, and what happened was it said, I'll give you about as much time set up and uh, explanation as we had. What they said was, get ready, agents, time for the time jump. Then the screen just sort of flashed. Time jump's done now, guys. Uh, <laughs> so if you'd like to just watch this animation for three minutes, there wasn't even there wasn't even a Mary Poppins level of like no. jump, and we'll no, exactly. and, we're, and now we're in the netherworld. There wasn't even a sound effect. They could have had the sound effect of someone stepping off a curb <laughs> onto some leaves or something, or like "Hello, Governor, welcome to Victorian London, eighteen thirty-seven. It is." They didn't have the budget for a single person to be involved in this video. Lasers, lasers for sale. (laughs) (laughs) Who will buy (laughs) these wonderful wonderful lasers? (laughs) (laughs) Horrid. But then, okay, so the setup was um, underwhelming, perhaps. I was also a bit disappointed (laughs) initially, which I forgot to mention, by the fact that a game only lasts 15 minutes, which in my head, and before having played it, Seemed like no time at all. I'm here to tell you, listener, 15 minutes of Laser Quest is about 18 minutes more than one's body is prepared to cope with. It's extremely stressful. In a room where I'm pretty sure that they sort of oxygen locked it. So Mm. you were all just breathing the exact same carbon dioxide in and out. Yeah, lovely. There was no ventilation. You were just sweating absolute buckets because you're being chased around by children with infinite energy and who are so small that you couldn't shoot them even if you wanted to. And fuck (laughs) me, did you want to? Because their whole gun blocked their entire, like the sensors on their vests. And all of the walls that they have, walls is again overselling. All of the (laughs) planks that are vertical in there are about by (laughs) some chance to have stood upright. Like are about two feet taller than all these children. So yeah. you, you walk into an area and you go, oh, well, this looks fairly safe. And then sort of uh, round, round the corner comes this army of dwarves just <laughs> shooting at you. And your horrible. gun makes the most horrible little sound as it dies. Because yeah, you, when you, get you, shot. Can't, you can't shoot for five seconds after you've been mm. shot. So you've either got to run away 
and they'll That's just the and they'll just come right after you because they or, or you've got to stand there. pistol whip a child. In which case they just they just all stand there with their guns aimed at you, waiting <laughs> for your jacket to come back on. It's like very it. Lord of the Flies. What about the rule on the on the sign on the way before we got inside? There were like oh, an eight. eight Eight rules. Talking about eight, rule rule seven, no rule following seven weaker key. players. <laughs> I love the word weaker because it's not weakness to be bad at laser quest. Like it doesn't imply this this massive judgment on my character that my constitution isn't up to laser quest's challenge. You just might be not very good at shooting children. You yeah. might have been in an actual war and had some bad flashbacks. So yeah, but what I was saying is, fifteen minutes didn't seem much, and then I saw on the way out a sign. Uh, kind of hidden away at the top as you leave, advertising what they called the Twilight Zone. Again, ripping off a, a key <laughs> franchise there. And what it was, it was Wednesday nights, which is famously, as as you'll all know, listeners, it's that's the Laser Quest low they call that um, LQL. And so to to bump up the Wednesday night foot traffic, they offer this deal, and I think it was only a fiver or something. It was really cheap. You had to be under eighteen or under fifteen or something. Yeah. But it was two and a half hours unlimited laser quest, which sounds like Guantanamo Bay esque yeah. <laughs> torture. Yeah, that is very sort of like Abu Ghraib. Would have died. They'll just they just lock you in there in the dark and send the you to shoot each other for for fucking hundred and fifty minutes or whatever. It's it was. mad. There's no coming out of that with your sanity intact. That must be a great like weight loss thing. Maybe I should try it. <laughs> You should, because it's, yeah, you could go anytime. You should do a solo laser quest. Yeah. There's one. You won't look like a criminal. There's one part of the, because there are, uh, the the most innovation they have is that the laser quest is on two floors. That was cool. Um, And the upstairs, the the laser quest is also on on the same location as one of those soft play areas for children. And there's just this horrible window at one point point in the corner upstairs where you can look through into what seems to be a nicely air-conditioned yeah peaceful <laughs> soft play area a bit of music playing yeah uh, m- infinitely more theme people just skipping like, yeah just people of all races and religions just holding hands around a big and then fake earth uh, singing yeah and then round the, the corner comes some, you know, seven-year-old <laughs> with a murderous glint in his eye. <laughs> we, for, for both games that we played, uh, there was this player called Iceman. Oh, my God. Who was Iceman. an absolute monster. Like they Iceman were just, was uh, invisible. Yeah. It's important to note. It was, it was, like, uh, it was like the third man. Mm. There's just this enigmatic figure who keeps popping up everywhere. Nobody's seen them. Nobody knows who they are. You'd be standing inside a locked box yeah. and your suit would go off and you'd look at your gun and it would say you've been shot by Iceman. I was on the train home from London and Iceman managed to tag me somehow. <laughs> yeah. And your gun makes that, as you said, it makes this da-da-da, really like patronising noise yeah. that Dange co-opted oh, as he as he sauntered around. As the, the loudest man in the larger whole than world. anyone else there. Yeah. Going, which you could hear from any part of the... The Laser Quest yeah. Alley. But we left the arena, I'll call it. Wow. <laughs> the, Bloody hell, We left the, the mega zone. <laughs> um, 
after our second game. And again, Iceman absolutely destroyed everyone in the yeah. rankings. And, and we did like independently realised it as well. Like we weren't yeah. all together getting tagged by Iceman. We'd all be in separate places and then come back together and be like, have you been getting shot a lot by Iceman? Iceman? Yeah. <laughs> and we asked aloud, as is our want, yeah. who on earth is this Iceman? And the sort of skinniest 12-year-old <laughs> girl just raised her hand and she oh, yeah, that's literally. me. And we were like, just, oh, well, uh, well, wow. well done. You know, I was picturing, <laughs> I was picturing fucking Jason Bourne in there. Yeah. Just like some, someone who goes there every day. In full camera. Yeah, yeah. They've got like, you know, black paint on their face so that yep. they can blend into the so walls. they can like climb the walls like a big fly. Yeah. <laughs> and no, there she was. Just, just sauntering away into yeah. her life. Tank tops being amazing and some jean shorts and off she went. She's going to be like poached by the army for their <laughs> yeah. elite squad. Got MI five on the on the. Imagine thing. if they did something like they did an initiative with Laser Quest and tried to recruit based on who were the top Laser Questers. What like the the sort of the first challenge in Men in Black where they have to yeah. shoot all those cardboard monsters. That would be amazing. I wonder if there's a lot of crossover skills because there's a lot of noise, a lot of chaos, and being able to filter that out was obviously <laughs> Iceman's. A lot of children to shoot. Yeah, it's just like all war. It's um, the ultimate casualty, really. So yeah, and then we and then we we left there sweaty, about four stone light and defeated. <laughs> um, we went to a farm. That was fun. That was nice. Dan um, berated a goose. Yep. In a really personal, like psychological way, it yeah, wasn't just Dan what felt, a stupid goose. Yeah, he felt really affronted by this goose. He was like, "You are nothing." This, this goose knew where to knew where to get down to where it hurt. Yeah. I don't even know what it did to offend him. But, but Jesus Christ. It really got to him. I'd hate to do it myself. Yeah. It's worried me ever since. Then... The farm was good. I liked the... Um, I liked the sign which I put up on Twitter, I think, at That's a Shamecast of the chicken because it was kind of done for children as these sorts of farms are. Like, you could pet some of the animals, you could feed them, you could buy a little food bag and feed the goats and stuff. And so... At each of the enclosures, they had little signs being like, this goat is called Lollipops or something. He weighs 28 tons. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> I made this one up. And like he likes uh, long walks on the beach and having his nose stroked or whatever. Really sweet, friendly things for children to do on their little day out. And then one of the chicken enclosures <laughs> at the end had all these things. This chicken is a, a bantam, whatever it's called. They can weigh up to this much. They can live up to this long. It is a meat breed. The most upsetting breed. <laughs> Mummy, what's a meat breed? Ask your father when we get home. <laughs> it's such a depressing There's... thing to introduce to a child. <laughs> the, the time that I went there before, just with Bridie, um, a lot of the birds were... Um, At Laser locked, Quest. They, yeah. No, they were locked away inside because of avian flu kind of concerns. Oh, no. And, <laughs> That's uh, dark. And so they'd spread the other animals around. So there was a, a goat in mm. the uh, in in one of the chicken enclosures. What? and but Anarchy. But obviously there was no sign for the name because they put away all the signs for the names of the chickens. But they had a big sign on the enclosure still that just said avian influenza, which just looked like a really <laughs> weird name for like the goat. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. He's in a, a death metal band. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like, like a big Ozzy Osbourne tattoo. Yeah, a big like punk Mohican sprayed green. Avian influenza. They were cool though. I do like a little farm. Yeah. And um, um, you fed the animals. I didn't really get involved in that. Myself. Yeah. There were, then we went home. Yeah. I tried my best to pass the time <laughs> before, before midnight. 
then we did quite well i think we we came up with a few few ways to do it listening to the twin peaks music over and over again yeah on repeat watching that video of the guy coming up with the twin peaks music going keep it going just keep it going. he really sexualizes composing yeah. as a process doesn't he? and then midnight came and went i drank we and drank was had Writer's Tears, was it? Yes, that was the one. It was very nice. Nice upbeat start to the year of drinking. <laughs> Twin Peaks was watched. Yeah. Twin... Well, how was it then? How was your oh. first drink? Was oh, it all you had the, for it was lovely. Uh, yeah, everything was it got... underwhelming, I think? No, I, I, it was abs- actually much better than I envisaged because really? I... I liked the sort of symbolism of coming back with a, you know, a glass of whiskey to share each yeah. of us. But I also thought that that could go very badly wrong in mm-hmm. that having not had any ABV for a while, I might just cough it all over the gaff. <laughs> uh, just spit it right at the Twin Peaks. But it absolutely went down. Like my body was sort of desperate to absorb it or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, it went down oh, very nicely. And, uh, and yeah, no, the, the drink was good. It was a, a nice, reintroduction that kind of that what are your reflections on on the year then and now that we're afterwards because we said we'd do a before and after what we didn't yeah. anticipate was that it would be about a thousand episodes apart <laughs> for logistical reasons um isn't it cool though that episode six and episode nine there's a nice symmetry in the numbers the actual numerals themselves six and nine are inversions oh, and we're yeah. kind of continuing the process bookmarking oh. your alcohol oh, art tenuous um yeah i i mean what i what i found is that i have changed my attitudes or my perspective on on casual drinking that was the main problem was that i was drinking a lot every day by myself no matter what was going on yeah it was just a, a a feature of any evening or afternoon or you know if you want morning um where <laughs> in that I would have at some stage throughout the day four, six cans of, of, mm-hmm. of beer. Um, and that's what I, I wanted and needed to cut out. And I worried that, like I said in, in episode six, that I wouldn't be able to do that necessarily just through moderating it alone. <clears throat> yeah. So I figured I'd, I'd quit all of it for the year and then cold turkey. Yeah. And then come back to the biz. And, and yeah, I feel that that has worked. Like I, I don't feel the need for for that kind of drink during the week any as it's been um, thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, You're so drinking I, now though, I hope. Oh yeah, what's well, the weekend? Podcast, especially yeah, occasion. podcast, FA yeah. Cup final weekend, going on exactly. holiday tomorrow. You know. Oh yeah, tomorrow. Um, That's exciting. But yeah, so uh, so I, I'm 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 glad that I did it. But I'm equally, if not more, glad that it's over. Oh yeah, of course. Well, we all we were very. Uh, I think it's the most sincere I've ever seen, Joe, in congratulating you. <laughs> and we should reiterate: it's very, yeah, very admirable. I can't imagine doing it myself. I can't really imagine going a year without anything. I think I'd just forget. <clears throat> I think I'd be like six months in and just find myself like halfway through a bottle of vodka and be like, oh fuck. Oh no. I've really, really done it. Surely it's been a year. <laughs> How long can a year really be? I've been to Laser Quest for about every other week. I've been at the Twilight Zone for nine hours now and Iceman's shot me a thousand times in the face. So yeah, but it's been, good. It was, it? it was a nice week. Nice and we went out And we had a nice uh, Chando's visit yeah. sponsor. That would be an amazing sponsorship. Imagine. Oh, that would end. Sam, any Sam Smith's pub 
sponsorship deal. That would, that would be ne- good. That would negate any any abstinence ever. <laughs> Forever again. But yeah, that was a nice evening. Yeah, it was a nice we evening. To, we had a lot of people there who I haven't seen in a while, all together at once. Chris yeah. and Greg, shout out. We should get them on the show. They're good fun. Absolutely, yeah. Um, that's Chandos then. I think one thing I wanted to mention, because we've kind of gone through, this has been quite a, uh, I was going to say focused, but certainly not the case. No. Recounting of what we've done. But now to bring us to the future, Jacob, my friend who I've mentioned in a few episodes, messaged me yesterday to say that he'd booked for tomorrow, which will be the 28th, because this is coming out on next Wednesday. Don't worry about that, guys. It's boring. <laughs> anyway, tomorrow in my life, I'm going to an escape room. Oh, wow. And this has been something I've been wanting to yeah, do. Yeah, no, we've been talking about that With a ages, morbid yeah. curiosity oh, for wow. quite a long time. Because this is an escape room in Canterbury. Oh, no. And I can't, no part of me is expecting a quality experience, which I think is the right attitude to go into it with. Because if it is anything above a room with a door hidden behind a curtain, <laughs> then I'm going to be impressed. <laughs> Quick, escape! Yeah, like, oh, well, where to begin? I really hope that it's so easy and you have to kind of humour the mental person who's put together the world's easiest escape room, yeah. where it's just the sign is pointing the wrong way, it's pointing at a little wall. <laughs> like, oh, how could I get out of here, Dolores? What would you do? But you, I just don't know what to expect. What if you went in and it was the red room? <laughs> and you just... Oh, no. There was just a... It was backwards an, talking. Yeah, like a, a fucking evil doppelgangers all over I the I think gap. I would... Uh, die within one second <laughs> shall i play for the listeners my backwards audio that i did i i think that that should be got... maybe a little treat to end the episode okay i don't think i'll forget i don't think it sets the right tone uh for for continuing I'm playing on it now this. no horrid mean trousers horrid absolutely horrible to do that because i was trying to capture the twin peaks theme the the effect that they do where it's like it is forwards, but there's clearly a backwards element. Yeah. And so I assume the way it is done they is They record them saying it backwards and then play yeah, it forwards. Yeah, they have to learn all their lines backwards and then play it forwards. So it has that horrible effect. And so I made a notepad hey, to work out how to say points me press. It's like, so's Alf. And you have to do that horrible, like, like a door closing. Yeah. Or when someone's about to fall over and they go, oh, you have to like <laughs> catch them. Because it's, it's horrible to do. I really recommend all listeners at home, try saying something backwards to yourself. Because Snapchat has... The reverse thing, which is very helpful. Twin Peaks episode, there's not a lot we can say about it, is there? Because um, it was a total cacophony of madness. Yeah. But you've been re-watching it. You watched some with Dan, didn't you? Yes. How was that experience? It's so good. I Like, the thing about Twin Peaks is, I think that it's so horrible that I Mm. repress it. Because normally, (laughs) normally... What a compliment. Because I first watched it through maybe four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I've watched it through again since. And then in the build up to this third series, I watched it through for a third time. But in that time, whenever I've been discussing television with anyone, I don't think I've ever brought it up. No. Despite it being one of the best things in the whole world. Um, and it's I, just occupies such a different space. Yeah. All other television. It's just and, so singular. And I think that like, as I said to you the other day, like having rewatched the series two finale, Mm-hmm. That the last twenty minutes of that is objectively the most horrible thing ever caught on film. It's yeah, it's, it's in every way disturbing, upsetting, frightening. It's it, like every little bit of it is horrid, and I think that I just watch <laughs> that and I just close it off 
Just slam that <laughs> vault door shut and don't let it out because if Lock you lock it in a laser quest cupboard, yeah. If you think about it, if, like any more than that, you'll just absolutely end up a complete David Lynch. <laughs> and there's only enough room on this planet. For yeah, but if, if listeners haven't seen it, then absolutely watch it. Oh yeah, do tweet us your thoughts at that's a shame cast <laughs> we should come up with a jingle where it's backwards at that's a shame cast oh yeah all right well let's do that then we'll do that let me put a note down. um there were a couple of things that i mm. wanted to talk about oh yeah because we haven't really uh got into the body of this show no well i guess i'm already all content is i'm content. already 50 minutes through <laughs> yeah it's been a bit of a catch-up episode it's I nice guess. though i quite like that it's nice it's got a more relaxed vibe because i've been drinking all day yeah so our listeners will be able to tell that as i uh, garble yeah. words um, but it's uh, chill. So I had another story from the hotel mm-hmm. from this morning. Do you but, think we're at the point now that we don't have to keep setting up the hotel as a concept? Yeah, I'm bored of it. So let's yeah, because if you haven't listened, that's on you. Yeah. The back catalogue is there and it's available for you to catch up with. So it had been a... This was, this was part of the problem, is that it had been a really quiet shift. And I really needed a quiet shift because I knew that I had quite a weird sleep schedule ahead of me for the next... 24 hours and mm. i needed to go to sleep get up go to sleep again so that i can drive us all up to stansted to go on holiday tomorrow in the morning so i was like oh this is good about half five in the morning i sat down in my chair i thought oh this is good maybe 30 seconds after that thought an old woman comes around the desk and says my husband needs help straight away oh, no. so now can i just Button here. Are mm-hmm. you uh, fabricating this accent? Nope, or they were she, Yorkshire. Was she a Yorkshire? They were from Yorkshire. Central casting crone. Yep. They were uh, They were from Yorkshire. They were on a little holiday tour of Essex, imagine. Wow. How sad. <laughs> what an error. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, you know, I did the usual. I was like, okay, what's the problem? He was being ill and he was extremely dizzy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, but he had a pre-existing condition heart condition so they were quite oh, worried no. so i was like okay what's his name what's his date of birth i'll i'll ring 999 you go back and help him mm-hmm. so i rung 999 from the reception phone i got halfway through the conversation and suddenly i thought you were going to say dialing <laughs> yeah. i got to the second nine, nine n- there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was halfway through the conversation and suddenly for no reason whatsoever the phone stops working on my end and I can hear her and she can't hear me. So, oh, no. oh, fuck's sake. So I slam the phone down. I ring again on my mobile. I, I go through the conversation again. I go around to the room. I'm sat there talking to them. And we do a quick assessment on there. And they say, right, having finished the assessment, we have decided that there isn't a requirement for an ambulance to be sent. What we suggest you do is that you ring the non-emergency number 111 or that you, uh, if things continue or if they get worse that you uh go to a and e at the nearest hospital Mm -hmm. so i thought okay so we decided amongst us that we'd ring 111 now emergency i don't know if any of our listeners have ever rung 111 it's the longest phone call of your whole (laughs) life they need every single detail about you about your past about anyone that's maybe within 10 feet about and your, looked and at you the wrong like, way before they even get to what's wrong with you, which seems the wrong way round to do things. Yeah. Um, 
they just they need everything. So I had to give them. I said at the start that I was um, that it wasn't for me that I was ringing for somebody else. They took all my details. Then they took all of his details, which they were asking the questions. Then I was having to ask his wife so she could ask him, so he could tell her, so she could tell me, so I could tell them because she didn't want to be on the phone and she was having to tend to him. So we're doing this. It's like a lazy sitcom device yeah. to fill up twenty two minutes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So we're going through this anyway. There's, I'd left a note at reception saying, come to 105 if you need assistance. That's where I'll be. So there's a knock at the door. Someone someone wants to check out at quarter to six in the morning. Of course. Okay, fine. All right. So I hand the phone over to, to the man's wife. She starts answering the questions. I go and deal with the guy at reception. Uh, the printer's not working. So then I have to print things to the printer that's on the other side of the whole building. That's the other nearest one. So I have to do that, run over there and grab the sheets, bring them back, give them to him. He goes on his way. I go back to the room. Now, when I return, she's sat on the bed on the room phone, still talking to 111. Mm -hmm. The man is now in the bathroom being sick. Dead. So now the dynamics change somewhat in that the lady from 111 is asking questions to the wife who's having to then ask me to ask him now at this point coming towards the end of the assessment the questions are not the prettiest so every time mm -hmm. there's a pause and i watch the woman's face as the questions asked and she just like her head sinks or she like shakes <laughs> her head a bit and then she looks up and just gives me the most resigned look and goes has he had any diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having to now like lean around the corner and go, have you had any diarrhea sense? Like, no, no, lads, no, no, today. no, no, I, I went to the toilet about 20 minutes ago. It was all fine. Like, oh, okay. No, he went to the toilet 20 minutes ago. It's all fine. He went to the toilet 20 minutes ago and it's oh, all God. fine. So, you know, then. It's like a Beckett play. Yeah, exactly. So that phone call finally comes to an end. 111 have decided that he does need an ambulance. Oh. <laughs> so they've arranged to send an ambulance out to us. So I said, you guys get ready and get dressed. I'll go around to reception. I'll wait for the ambulance. I'll bring them around to the room. And then you guys can go. Mm -hmm. So I go back to reception. 15 minutes pass. No ambulance. Perhaps not the, the biggest emergency. 20 minutes no ambulance. 25 minutes, no ambulance. So I go back to the room and I say, have they, have they rung you back at all? Have you heard anything from them? No, no, we haven't heard anything. Right. Okay. I'll give it five more minutes. Then I'll ring 111 again and see what's going on. So five more minutes go by. No ambulance. So I pick up the phone and absentmindedly dial 111, forgetting that you have to dial nine for an outside line. So I mm -hmm. wake up room 111 oh, no. <laughs> at half past six in the morning oh, and just don't say anything, just hang up. Good. <laughs> that. I, that's ghosts then, that one. Yep. I ring 111 and I remembered from last time that there's an option at the start that says, uh, if you are ringing with regards to a previous call and the symptoms have not worsened, then please press one. So I press one. <clears throat> uh, here's the thing it makes no difference you go through to the exact <laughs> same system it's Good. absolutely bogus um because i i again i get through to this guy and he's like hello can i take your name please are you calling for yourself or for somebody else Very upbeat. are they yeah 
uh, you know, what's the situation? So I have to go through all of this. I somehow remembered all of this guy's information, his name, nice. his date of birth, his address. His diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> Minimal, sir. Where, where he, you know, where, where his doctor's surgery was. Um, I go through that and he's like, okay, so how can I help you? And I said, right. Well, we rang earlier and we rang 999. They said we didn't need an ambulance. So we rang 111. We spoke to them for nine hours. They said we do need an ambulance and that you've sent one. <laughs> Um, it's half an hour later now and no ambulance has arrived. So could you please let us know as to the status of the ambulance? Right. I'm afraid that we're not actually in charge of that. So I can't access that and I can't tell you where that is. I'm afraid I don't quite know where it'd be dispatching from. If you need information on where the ambulance is, you're going to have to call 999. (laughs) So I said, that's no help to me. (laughs) And I hate you. Thanks a bunch. And hung up. So I ring 999. Now, again, like, I have some sympathy here because I I recognise that they have a shit job and it's very difficult and they have to go through certain series of questions uh-huh. and whatnot. But you get through to the ambulance and they're like, and they're, the first words they say are, is the patient breathing? Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, yes. And they're like, is, you is the patient awake? What not? Yes. Okay. What's the name? Where are you? All of this. I... The, I remembered all of the information again. The one thing that I couldn't remember this time was the fucking hotel's phone number that I was ringing from. Oh, but they're like, that doesn't matter. Okay, so what's the thing? So I said, look, we rang 999. They said we didn't need an ambulance. We rang 111. They said we did need an ambulance and they were sending one. <laughs> it didn't arrive. So I rang 111 to find out where the ambulance was. And they said that they couldn't tell us that and that I have to ring you. It's starting to sound like one of those memory games yeah. you play in a car journey where you have like, and she bought apples day, and oranges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she says, okay, that's fine. But now that you've rung 999, I have to go through a set of questions. So we have to get the same set of questions oh again with regards to his medical care. We get to the end of that set of questions and she goes, okay, having done the assessment, we have decided that there is no need for an ambulance call. (laughs) I said, I don't need you to tell me that. I need you to tell me where the one you've already ordered is. I'm afraid that we don't have access to that information. If you need to know where the ambulance is, you have to ring 111. I said, are you fucking kidding me? Is this a joke? (laughs) Are you you having me on? Are you sat next to each other? Are you just just playing me here? Sir, there's no need for that. There is need for that. I've got a man dying in my hotel and no one can or will tell me where this ambulance is. Sir, I'm sorry that we can't do that. We can't order that. And we are experiencing delays of up to five hours. Well, that feels like exaggeration. Who's ever waited five hours for an ambulance? (laughs) Like, you just just die. I just, yeah. Yeah. Just be like, okay. So so I said, all right, fuck it, whatever. I'll... I'll ring, I'll ring a taxi for him and take it to A&E. And she went, you'll have to cancel the ambulance that you've ordered if you're doing that. I went, how? Nobody knows where it is. You can't tell me. 111 can't tell me. You can't tell me where it is, where it's coming from, where it's going, what it is, if it's been ordered, and what we need. You can't decide between us whether we need an ambulance or whether we don't, and if you've ordered one, and if so, where it is or where it isn't. So who, who, please tell me, is supposed to cancel this? So there's no need to be like we raising. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, well I'll cancel that for you. I was like, wow, well thanks. Oh, so you could? Yeah, right. Oh. So here's where here's where the story doesn't shine so well on me. I was extremely uh-huh. angry at this point. I was very worried for the man in the next room who I think might be dying. It doesn't look great if people die on your watch. Plus, no, I I, guess plus, not. you know, he's a nice man from what I can tell. 
Um, and also, it's the sun's come up and it's boiling hot. The the reception is a conservatory, so I'm sweating like the pig that knows his dinner. Like mm-hmm. it's it's unfathomable. So I press down the receiver and I just yell into the empty vacuum of reception. Fucking cunts! No one can help me. Who? I just need someone to take this old man to the hospital so that he doesn't die. What is the point in any of this? <clears throat> so I, at, while I'm yelling this, I'm looking for the number of the taxi and I find it. So I put the the a handset up to my ear. I dial, I start dialing the number for the taxi and on the other end I can hear, hello? Hello? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck is that? Put the phone down, hold it there for a second, pick it up, start dialing the number for the taxi again. And again, through the line, hello, sir, hello. So I'm like, yeah, who is this? They're like, sir, it's, it's, it's the emergency services. Um, because you didn't know the number, we need to get it from the operator. So you've got to leave the phone hung up for a while. So <laughs> I can tell oh, from no. her tone of voice and indeed the situation that everything I've just screamed into what I thought was the abyss of reception <laughs> has gone straight oh, no. through to the woman I was just dealing with. So I, abuse. so I very sheepishly just said, okay, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll leave that hung up. Thanks very much for your help. All right. <laughs> and you're not <laughs> a fucking cunt. I don't, some guy in here was saying that you were, and I, I scolded him, I've, not verbally, <laughs> but uh, gave him a hell of a look. <laughs> oh, you had to be there. He, really he won't be coming back from that anytime soon. <laughs> Oh, so dear. I had to hang that up and on my mobile ring for a cab. And then the the final sad element of this story is that the, the cab turned up and the I went to get the one. She went, look, it, the trouble is as soon as we get him in the cab, he's got to be sick everywhere and we don't want that. It, have you got like a, a ball or anything that that he could use? And I, so I said, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, I, I'll go down to the kitchen. So I went down to the kitchen to get something and... F- it had slipped my mind that overnight one of the chefs had been in all night because there are about eight weddings happening in the next one day and mm-hmm. he'd been preparing the food for all of them. And so every single utensil in there was, had been used. <laughs> and I, the only like washing up bowl that I could find just had bits of like old pepper in it and <laughs> like a mm. bit of leaf stuck to the side. And I like tried washing it out, but it was still like slightly dirty. So I just, I was just bringing this sad plastic tub around to this old man, like giving oh, it to him like, please, please get better. <laughs> and, uh, if you die, the, the, the la- don't let this yeah. be the last thing you look at. <laughs> the, the last thing I said to him was, "Don't, don't worry about bringing it back." <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get it in the post, still covered in fossilized, dead sick. Yeah. Do we know what happened to the old man? I've no, I've no idea. They you were, do tell a story that that I, well, begs for a follow. Well, I leave about an hour, like an hour after that happens, so yeah, I don't know. It's quite I will try and get a just follow there up. and then barrel out of their lives the, at the last minute uh, as soon as they left the phone rang i was what well, figured if it would be them or another cab company ringing up to tell me that someone i've ordered a cab for has been sick in it mm-hmm. but uh it was a man from the same party as the people who just got off to hospital hell of a party who who asked one of the worst questions that anyone can ask you while you're on reception which is how do i get to where you are and mm-hmm. I, well i don't know that Unless you can tell me where you're coming from, and they go, don't worry about that. And they go, raw, raw ref, raw 
Rawreth. Rawreth. Okay. Well, yeah, but you need to give me a road. <laughs> Rawreth's like a fairly sizable place. You could be anywhere in there. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm on a. I'm on a the sort of road. a country road. Well, that's loads of them. <laughs> that's most. And like the maddest thing about it is, without any of that, I managed to get him there. And he like oh. he walked through the door, still on the phone. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's like a sort of weird illusion where he just turned up somewhere. Oh. So he was actually in the car park the whole time. Yeah, and then I just had to let him know that bloke who turned out to be his best friend had just gone to hospital, <laughs> throwing up and then re-eating bits of pepper. Yeah, <laughs> horrible. So, well, yeah. I hope that man isn't dead. And uh, and if the emergency services are listening, you're not cunts, but the service is dreadful. <laughs> You've created some kind of time loop yeah. between your own systems <laughs> that just interlock so tightly where, that no one can escape. Where absolutely no illness or state of being counts as an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> there must be like one set of answers to those questions for both of them that leads you between them in like inevitably forever yeah because if you if you answered like one of those questions differently they'd be like okay yeah we'll send out an emergency thing or be like okay call 111 and then 111 would be like don't worry it's fine you'll be you'll be good but he fell somewhere in the the gray area yeah the no man's you're just stuck for your eternal imagine (laughs) dying because you were just on the phone between the two different three-digit numbers, two different threads of bureaucracy. Horrible. That never, really, uh, that never quite came together. Mm. I don't like the idea of a non-emergency medical incident as well, because it's yeah. just, um, it feels a bit disparaging. Yeah, oh, it sounds like they all, all the people are answering it. Yeah, like floating on swimming pools with like a mojito. You and your nauseous like, heart oh, condition. Come on, we've got. You don't even have diarrhea, mate. <laughs> Get a grip. <laughs> We got people waiting what? five hours for a broken leg over here. Ah, <laughs> oh, horrible, horrible story to bring us to, <laughs> to this. We should do some housekeeping at this point in the episode, I think. Uh, yeah, okay. Bit of housekeeping. We've got good. a lot of people to shout out. Yeah, I I realised at the start of the episode a bit of a bit more behind the curtain of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to do a little mic test before yeah, every episode, um, and. While we're in that little online studio to do that, we made a huge list of all the things that we needed to say and do in the episode, and then yeah. promptly closed it and opened up a new studio. So it's yeah. all gone. I copied gone. it in here, though. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. But I realised that you joined after I copied it. Yep. So I'm going to send our listeners another peek into the wizard's <laughs> sleeve. <laughs> That's that what horrible. <laughs> horrible. I don't think you want to be talking about. with hot soup. Yeah. Um, is that I was copying and pasting them in. So we've got uh, five points of order. Firstly, we should remind listeners of our t- involvement with the Two Pods a Day initiative. Yes. It's, uh, this is uh, it's going, Josh Hallmark's enterprise. It's going strong. It's going well. What day are we on, even? Uh, two pods nine, ten, maybe? Uh, let's find out. I'm loading the website now. Good that it loads but so it, quickly. It seems day 13. Oh, day 13, further on than I thought. The most recent episodes were Film Roast and The Apex and The Abyss. Oh, no, no, that was actually just an episode. <laughs> so this Film Roast is one of the shows. And, oh, no, the other one is called The Apex and The Abyss. Okay. So give them a check. The, yeah, give them a shout Give out, them a taste. As we like to say. We'll be up one day. It's kind of making me uh, slightly anxious when I get the notification every day that he's posted a new set of podcasts. Oh, yeah. To check in and be like, who's going to be angry at us for our very existence? <laughs> what sort of true I'm... crime cult is coming <laughs> after us? That's going to be so sad if the, the episode that uh, like 
because we don't know when people are going to be told that we exist and if we've just done a particularly disparaging attack on yeah. true crime or podcasts at large then that would be an unfortunate timing but we'll see what happens and it's good anyway because you know support independent people <laughs> that's my motto <laughs> could you tell that i'm really really behind this i am i'm sincerely behind it it's great uh Declan, tell us about you've been up to some great twitter activity this oh week. yeah well we i had to fill the buffer because isaac's been extremely busy doing website stuff yeah. check out episode 10 yeah. next week we've got a big launch of shame city next week yep. get on board with that so uh so i agreed to fill our little app that tweets for us automatically and uh i just went through my phone and picked out because I, it's even before the inception of this podcast before we even knew the title of it i've been photographing things that i thought were an absolute shame it's almost like it was meant just to be them to us mostly yeah. yeah so uh so i just went through and, and loaded them up and one in particular that seems to have <laughs> gained some traction is the it was and it was not the one i'd have predicted either of the list no it's a it's a sleeper hit but it was a, a small photo of uh of some petrol pumps in canterbury <laughs> upon which and by by the petrol pump i mean literally the handle of the pump yeah. where it tells you that it's unleaded and just above that this particular one tells you that UB40 are in town and they're doing a gig. <laughs> and it's just and the most... It also tells you, in another way, a great deal about where <laughs> UB40 have ended up in their career trajectory. Yeah. it's It tells a sorry story. It's so sad. But at the same time, I'm quite glad because I hate UB40 because I can't think of anything worse than a bunch of old white men jumping around pretending to be Jamaican. <laughs> so UB40... Go fuck yourselves and your petrol station oh, advertising. Oh, bless them. They're one of Birmingham's great exports. And by one of, I mean, I can't think of anything else Birmingham's done recently. Oh, Cadbury's is Birmingham, isn't it? Yeah. Or around there, at least. But they tried their best. Um, and yeah, people really got on board with that. It's one of the f- the, the main uh, shames that public at large have agreed with. So shout out to anyone who hopped on that train we've had another email we should uh plug our emails that at the moment it's that's a shamecast at gmail.com when we launch the site in episode 10 it might change so uh keep your ears open exactly we've had an email from john once hi boys he says look what i just got out of the shed which is not a proposition that if you're a child listening (laughs) to this show if someone says that sentence don't go don't um, ever answer don't go engaging yeah but we know it's Declan's dad I was so it's 40% expecting it to be some sort of half, <laughs> half a prostitute <laughs> I thought it was going to be he found the original like tape recordings of the time jump video from the bowling alley <laughs> that he'd set up and what it is is a, an amazing photo that we'll have to tweet yeah let me just remind us to do that of the chair that you carried hundreds of miles home from Willow that we talk about in episode six yeah exactly the, the trouble with the photo is that the chair is so very small in the frame that it could mm. be talking about anything you got out of the shed <laughs> but uh but yeah it's the it's a willow chair upon which i'm sat now to record this show oh wow um that is a nice behind the scenes it's not glimpse. a beacon of comfort um oh no i wouldn't imagine it was think of all the people that have been sick on there been thrown up on yeah there's there, still bits of old been, tequila uh, stuck to the corners been kind of digitally penetrated by drunkard people just Ugh, horrid. You should probably, like, bleach it or something. I've, I've, I've tried my best. Mm. I've done everything I can without burning it. 
And then two more shout outs, I think. Oh, yes. Uh, we've always got to give a shout out to at Shy Yeti. He's a, a prolific Twitter presence in our lives, Paul. And thank you for, for being you, Paul. And then last of all, we've got a new entry here at a turning point 16. And uh, tell us a bit about how they got involved in our lives. Well, they, they very kindly tweeted at us that they had um, listened to episode seven. Yeah. Catch it if you can. Oh, what an episode. What happens in that one? Oh, some, Can't some, remember. Hell like, of a show. Something about monks. Oh, that's that one. Yes. Um, and that they'd enjoyed it. And then uh, a couple of hours later, I think it was, they uh, included us in a tweet, gave us a proper shout out, encouraging mm. their followers and listeners to to check us out. So thanks very much, guys, for that. Yeah, thank you very much. And, uh, and they've got a show called A Turning Point. I think they're, uh, from the looks of it, 69 episodes into it. Oh, wow. And uh, their description I quite enjoyed. So sometimes you just need to laugh, and we promise to try to get you to laugh at least three times during the show. <laughs> I like the kind of... Uh, They've tempered their pitch. Yeah, which no, that's good. So, so check them yeah, out at the turning point 16. Um, I feel really bad for having brought the show down somewhat with a sad story. Mm-hmm. So I did bring along something. I know we're running a bit longer than we wanted to. Oh, that's all right. But uh, I did bring along a, a small feature that I'd like oh, you yes, to take. yes, I remember you. I'd like you to take part in, Isaac. Okay. Because I did this uh, the other day. Um, it's a little... BuzzFeed video. And mm-hmm. all I can say is that uh, it's a little test. One of these tests that reveals aspects of your personality. That you never even knew existed. Yeah. And I, mm. the, the, normally I try to avoid this sort of thing, uh, these sorts of BuzzFeed videos that get shared. But I've, I've still got the, the vestiges of 15, 16-year-old me who... Yeah would soak up any of this sort of bullshit. Any and all personality quiz. Yeah, because I hoped that if I digested enough of them, that I could become Dr. House. Um, (laughs) And just know what everyone's favourite colour was based on their their milk choice. The way that they blink or whatnot. Um, And whilst I've I've somewhat moved on from that slightly, uh, it still remains that urge to know. So I I did this one, and uh, Isaac, I can't tell you the things it taught me about myself. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna... prepared then to reveal a new glimpse into my own yeah, self. Yeah, for our listeners. So I, well, I'm going to do it as I go along. It asks yeah. you to envisage certain Ooh, images. I can't do that. I'm and uh, so if you let us know what they are as we go along, and then at the end, we'll, we maybe will learn something about you. Okay, do I need to take notes nope. or anything? How in-depth are we nope, talking? No, not at all. It's all Minimally right. Minimally in-depth. Yeah. Good, okay. So, right, I'm ready. This ready is called... The cube test. The cube test, okay. Exactly. I'm already enjoying it. Now, you may not know mm-hmm. think these things about you, but this will tell you. <sighs> Imagine that you're walking through a desert. Okay. And you see a cube. Right. Now, here are the questions we need you to answer for us. How big is the cube? Uh, I'd say it's about 12 feet in a in way that direction. anyone could understand, please, Isaac. What what have I got to relate it to, like a bus or something? Yeah, in, in it's nothing like a bus. In comparison to yourself, how big is the cube? Okay, I'd say it's about uh, about twice me in height. Yeah, and and therefore and in yeah, every other dimension yeah, axis. <laughs> okay, so it's a it's a big cube. It's a fuck off cube, right? Yeah. I'm not going to go imagining a tiny fudge cube. There's there's a, an interesting thing now. coming up. So so. 
you're in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. There's a huge cube. What material is the cube made out of? Um, well, I feel like is it? Are you having to select multiple choice answers? No, just okay. Say. Because my one's made out of like space. It was kind of a black, uh, like the fabric of space. Okay. That's going to be an interesting one for interpretation. It doesn't mean anything good, I can promise you. Oh, no. And and how far is the cube from the ground? It's on the ground. It's on the ground. I'm not mental. So it's a huge... Fucking floating space cube. So it's a big cube made out of nothing on the ground. But but it's on the ground, whatever it is. Yeah. This absence of anything is on the ground. Yeah. Okay. So... Sucking in all the light. Here we go. Somewhere near the cube, imagine a ladder. Right. Boring. Okay. Now, where is the ladder in relation to the cube? Obviously. Let's just like... say somewhere near. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if your answer isn't propped up against the cube, then you must be a serial Ooh, killer. Okay. Propped up against the cube. So it's propped up against the cube. So what I'm saying is I'm a serial killer. And what is no, the no, ladder no. made out of? Uh, just your standard wood. Standard wood. Silver birch. So, wood. you're in the middle of a desert. There's a cube made out of the vacuum of space. Yeah. But somehow there's a ladder, wooden, leaning up against it. Yeah. Not falling into it. And it's on the ground. Yeah. Right. It's When I say space, I mean it's like, uh, I don't know, obviously it's not possible. It's an impossible cube. But it's kind of, it, it would appear a bit like the 2001 obelisk. And it's just like so black. Right. It's just, it's like Vanta it's black. affecting everything yeah. around it. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. You, I, it's really turning Are you trying to like Hannibal Lecter the test? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just trying to explain So it. Here's, here's where things get a little bit, a little bit surreal for us. Picture a horse next to the Why? cube and the ladder. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Is it wearing anything? What? And then in brackets, <laughs> reins, saddle. Oh, I, I went straight to dinner jacket. No, it's not. It's not. Okay. I don't really have a great enough... What's the horse made horse out of? <laughs> no. Uh, no. What is the horse doing? It's just standing around. It's just standing around. Yeah. It's, that's it's literally... gazing off into middle distance. It's gazing into the middle distance. Thousand yard stare on this naked yeah, horse. <laughs> too much. <laughs> Sexy naked horse. <laughs> okay, here we go. So I, I think we're, we're coming towards the end. Okay. Right. Here's here's I where can, I, don't... I cannot see where this is going. Well, or these don't you, items don't you worry. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah. It's <laughs> um, genius. Here's here's the bit that struck me as odd in the middle of this desert. Mm-hmm. Now imagine flowers somewhere in the scene. Oh yeah. Okay. So you're picturing some flowers. Yes. Okay. How many flowers are there? Do you want an exact in, number in the desert? <laughs> Is that a serious question? How many are there? You want a, like an integer of how many flowers there are? Or, or just, Can't the, just say lots. Yeah, you can say lots, but how I would many say, is um, There are about, let me just count them, because there are <laughs> one, two, there are about 43 flowers. 43 flowers. So yeah, a sizable collection, but nothing vast. No, I'm not going overboard. I'm okay. not starting a florist in this desert. And how far away are they from the cube? Well, uh, variable. Some of them are on the ladder. Some of them are on the horse. I see. So, so the um, horse is wearing something. He's wearing some flowers. Well, he is now. I didn't know this was going to be an option. Ooh, um, interesting. Okay. But yeah, I'd say they're both pretty close. To the Lastly, there's a mm-hmm. storm starting. Oh, holy fuck. Okay. 
How close is it to the cube ladder horse and flowers? Uh, it's the, in the distance. It's in it the distance. just start okay. overhead. But it's coming this way quickly. And, um, and it's screaming, you're not good enough, Isaac. Well, that that's an interesting thing to say, because the last <laughs> question is, are you scared of it? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I embrace it. You'd love this storm whispering at you. Yeah. Okay. Really doing it so me. let's have a quick review there's there is simply no how did you input look, these answers look isaac you there don't is you no... just do this in your head <laughs> you do this in your head oh okay uh, look okay. you're gonna find out things you never knew you knew about bullshit pop psychology oh my god i'm so excited um so let's just have a quick review you're walking mm. through a desert not much of a yep. desert seemingly there's a I random patch of 43 walking. flowers yeah, um well they're in and around or on this cube on each of the made of out of the very idea of blackness. Yeah. Um, as in the colour, not the race. No. It's not that sort of show. No. Not yet. No, well. <laughs> There's a wooden ladder leaning up against it. Mm-hmm. And a stark naked horse. I can we not describe a ladder? Staring, it's just a normal horse. Staring, staring off into the distance like an absolute war veteran. It's war horse. He's got a flower yeah, or two actually. on him. Uh, the cube's on the ground. And there's a storm yeah. whispering at Isaac, telling him how inadequate he is yeah. on the horizon. It's not actually a joke about that. It's telling me that I am the universe. It's interesting that that, <laughs> that that very observation tells me more than this quiz will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Now, okay. are you ready? The size of the cube, and I, I feel like we may have learned something we already knew here, is the mm-hmm. size of your ego. So, okay, Isaac, you've got a fuck-off cube, as you described it. Um, but okay. here we go. And this, this again, interestingly, quite true. The transparency of the cube shows how open you are with people. Wow. Okay, that was quite revealing. <laughs> so, your, your cube that you described as the blackest black <laughs> imaginable. <laughs> the very wow. idea of nothingness. Okay, so, so currently, you're an egotistical enigma <laughs> i love this test this is beautiful and the closer it is to the ground the more grounded you are oh that's who, lovely who saw that coming <laughs> no that's really actually um 100 based on science <laughs> can confirm now the ladder the distance between the ladder and the cube shows how close you are to your friends So whilst revealing nothing about yourself to them, you're very close (laughs) to all of your friends. I know all about them. So you've got an opaque cube with your friends just pressed up against it. And I liked that the ladder, or did you ever ask me how tall the ladder was? Because it was only about a third of the way up. You know what? I I knew that it wasn't going all the way up. (laughs) It certainly didn't take them on top of it, not even near. No, because then they might find out what's on top of your If the ladder is leaning against the cube, it means your friends can lean on you for support. Well, that's not true. Oh, that's true. That's very true. And <laughs> that's a, the that's a big lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame cast at Gmail. <laughs> if you need support, I'm here to walk you through it. Now, the sturdier the material, the stronger your bonds to people. So you've got wood. Complicated. Which isn't, which it's is not, probably not sturdy. The, no, but it's probably the weakest material you could make a ladder from. No, what about flowers? You, what about nobody, just nobody's silk. making a ladder of silk? No, but wood is ladder the standard of silk ladder sounds like material. a Kate Bush album. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, so not the strongest, but quite 
Nah, but sturdy. You know, so you've got sturdy... Yeah, all doing do a pinch. Sturdy relationships with your friends who are very close to you. Mm-hmm. They can lean on you for support, but you're not... But you're I not, snap you're, but you're, relationships. You're giving nothing away. <laughs> over and over, yeah. Right, okay. So it's not the most coherent set of results no, ever. Well, I never but, pretended but, to be a coherent... Here we go. The horse. Remember the horse? Oh, I hated him. <laughs> the horse being... I hope this isn't about to reflect back. <laughs> the, the horse being tied up or saddled means you like more control in a relationship. Oh, interesting. Now, yours was the wilder the horse, Free. the wilder you like your relationships, which sounds oh, like it's uh, casting aspersions. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're trying to say there. So, uh, if you're listening, Isaac's girlfriend, <laughs> he likes relationships wild. Wow, in the vaguest sense possible. Uh, sadly, <laughs> there's, with horses. Sadly, this this test doesn't seem to account for if there's a singular flower sprouting out of the horse's back. Oh no, it was on its head. It was like oh, a head. flower oh, crown. Wow. So flowers. Here we go. The more flowers you pictured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, now here, <laughs> here's the interesting thing: is that you gave us an an absolute integer. Um, and I don't know how that correlates to this because this is done on a scale of more or less, but not in comparison oh, right. to anything. So the Good. more flowers you pictured, the more children you want. Oh, wow. So I don't know whether that means you want 43 exactly. I can confirm that I don't. <laughs> Look, don't resound. Don't go <laughs> disagreeing with this, this absolute science. <laughs> Do not right believe here. the lies of this flower like um, nonsense. I can't wait to find out what the next bit says. And the closer they are to the cube, mm-hmm. I remember some of yours were on the cube. No, 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 no. They're on the ladder. Okay, well, the ladder is on the so cube. So I palmed them off on my the friends. The ladder's not the cube. The closer they are to the cube, the more you're thinking about kids. Oh, dear. So you're thinking a lot, Isaac, lately. About having 43 about having children. 43 children. <laughs> 43 with a wild horse babies. Horse. Oh, no. Um, well. This storm. Oh, no, the storm. Yeah, okay. The storm represents stress. Again, (laughs) cutting inside there. How did they ever come up with this? I don't know. Don't say they came up with it like it was just made up out of the blue. No, no, no. Far be it from me to to make up any aspersions. This is directly from Jung. Yeah, I thought so. The closer, and interesting, the closer and more threatening it is. And if we remember correctly, mm. yours was far away, but threatening. So a nice it was happy far away, but it was really like iconic. It was the yeah. kind of storm you'd take photos of and then get struck by lightning by. The more stressed you currently are. Okay. So, so what does that mean? I'm, I have a lot of stress, but I don't deal with it. But you keep it at bay. You keep it locked out, just like that, the box told us. Oh my God, it's all coming <laughs> together. It's like the end of the usual suspect. What could the last 11 seconds say? Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> as soon as that ended the next sentence on screen which doesn't give me a lot of confidence in the test is was this test accurate <laughs> <laughs> just uh just let us know if you've got any feedback lads and that's it wow. buzzfeed presents the cube <laughs> well that was um buzzfeed presents the cube <laughs> sounds like a futuristic dystopian game murder show, game show. Yeah. Yeah, with Arnold Schwarzenegger running around being shot at. It was more revealing than I thought. I'm glad that it picked up on my uh, my 
love of horses. <laughs> Famous. My need for an enormous Famous family fan. that I'll share nothing with. That's them. <laughs> that I'll never talk to. <laughs> but can lean on me for support. <laughs> um, Briefly. Well, that was insightful. Wow. That was insightful. I think I've uh, learned a lot. Listeners, why don't you do the cube test? We'll Maybe share we'll put it. a link yeah, to we'll it. Yeah, we'll share it. And then send us what you have, uh, what insights slash nonsense you come up with at That's a Shamecast on Twitter or by email, Declan. That's a shamecast at gmail.com. What an email. Yeah. I think we should, uh, wrap up here. We've got, of course, our continuing short story feature. Well, I, well, why not? Let's just pin it on to the end it's only going to be a minute or so of nonsense okay, okay fair enough it feels tell like me where we're uh, at I'm, look, from there. Uh, look i'm so fit. i am as the title suggests hooked so i need Oof. to know that's fair enough listeners just to set up this feature i found a really stupid app that was advertised to me on instagram it's not stupid if they want to sponsor us there guys that's a shamecast <laughs> at gmail.com where it tells you scary stories where scary and story are both questionable terms <laughs> in the format of a text message. But text message with stage directions. <laughs> yes, importantly. So far, you'll remember nothing's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, so far, Tiffany there's, so far, there's no baby. baby in the basement. There's no dad anywhere. And no one's arrived at the door in a small white car. But, a, oh yeah, no, a car is... A car is there, though, is it not? Yeah, but in five okay. minutes since it pulled up, no one's uh-huh. turned up. Okay, well, tell me what we're on. And I'll, I think I'll we're going to go from more. Tiffany's immortal line, it's a white car. Okay, right, I'm in character. It was actually a much easier transition than I thought. <laughs> it's a white car. I, I don't see anyone, though. Is it a small white car? Yeah, looks to be. Tiffany, listen to me. Go back to your room. Lock yourself in. What? <laughs> Why? Do, do you know whose car that is? Just go. OMG. Wait. Oh my god. I think I see a, a shadow in the window. A shadow in the window. That's a complicated idea. It's a woman. Don't let her see you, shouts mum. She's crazy. <laughs> what? Shadow. Why is there another element to this story? We've ditched the baby element. We've ditched the, baby the dad was element. Deadwood. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We've ditched it's the real... car element. Now there's a shadow in the window of a crazy <laughs> Who, woman. Why does yeah. mum know about all these things? Don't go thinking mum isn't the architect of all this terror. Who's crazy? Mum, who is that? What's she doing now? I don't know. Hold on. Let me look outside. Please be careful. <laughs> Tiffany's next exclamation is so silly. Crap! <laughs> just like crap. Just like PG thirteen. Just like every Tiffany. horror film ever. Imagine having the time to be so scared that all you could type was crap! Exclamation. Remember that bit in The Shining where oh, yeah. where Shelley rounds the corner to see Jack charging at her with an axe and just goes. Crap! Crap! Do you remember that bit where the camera pans to his typewriter and he's just written crap? All crap and no play. <laughs> she saw me. Oh, fuck. Now she's pounding on the front door. Maybe she drove effect. that. Maybe she drove the car. Yeah, I think so. She's crying and <gasps> and screaming Dad's name. Michael. Just ignore her. <laughs> <laughs> My, my, my mum character is so loose. She, she just does no, not care. 
a minute ago she was telling you to lock or telling me to lock she's myself really, in my yeah. room. She's really up and down. Just ignore her. It's going to be okay. I'm almost home. She's been saying that, we remember, for quite some time. How is this okay? It's a good question, Tiffany. There's a random baby in the bed. <laughs> a random baby. I hate that expression. Fucking <laughs> random And now baby. there's a psycho woman at the door. I'll explain when I see you. What's mum's just plan? That she's just going to like walk past the crazy woman and go in the door? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't answer the door or go into the basement. <laughs> the number of rooms to which Caveats in which Tiffany like can find refuge is becoming slimmer and slimmer. She's got just sleep in the hall. Mum, I'm scared. Oh. She's knocking really loud. She keeps screaming, <laughs> where is she? Is Oh. Is that I'm her baby it. in the basement? I've called the police. <laughs> Make sure all the doors are locked. <laughs> OMG. I hate that she keeps texting that. I know, with an exclamation mark as well. I think she's trying to break into the house. Is she on drugs or something? Her, <laughs> oh, I hate when drugs do. Her hair is all wild and... Dot, dot, dot. I've got another picture to buy. Oh, uh, does that mean we have to leave it there? I'll just leave a little teaser for people. Okay. She's covered in blood. Bum, bum, <gasps> bum. Wow. And that's all for this episode. Another segment in which nothing oh. happened. <laughs> <laughs> if you like random babies and nothing else happening, why not download Hooked today and play along? If you love it's narrative there. tools that are picked up and dropped <laughs> like no tomorrow. <laughs> like a game of Jenga with flames. It's dreadful. It's nonsense. And whoever wrote it should be ashamed of themselves. I think whoever wrote it is responsible for the animations at bowling. Oh, yeah. The video at Laser Quest, and that can be our theme for the episode. The great Spadini. Yeah, that's them. Look, this has been a, an interesting episode. It's had quite a different vibe, I think. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, that's going to happen. We're going to have different episodes, different vibes. Stories of near death. Yeah. Interesting uh, psychological insights. That was unparalleled. Haunted And I bowling. think I'm going to have to reflect on it for quite some time. Won't be reflect on the bowling. But look, people, get in touch with us. That's a shamecast on Twitter. Next, That's a shamecast at gmail.com. Next episode, episode 10, big milestone. Lots is going to yeah. be happening. Make sure you tune 12 in. 12-hour episode. And there'll it's be lots of reasons to get in touch with us as we're revealing yeah. an awful lot next week. Yeah, good job we've set ourselves up to, <laughs> to have an easy think about how to incentivise people. Good job I'm on but holiday look. for the whole of the intervening period. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, also, uh, we've had about 10 iTunes reviews and we're really grateful to oh, yeah. us those. We've got an easy way for you to do it now because I know it's a lot of effort, but if you've made it this far in the podcast, you are on board that much. Whether you are willing to admit it to yourself or not is the case. And if that's you, go to shame.city slash review that website again shame.city slash review i'm typing it to check it works and if you're on an iphone or an ipod an ipad then you'll be taken straight to the right review page and anything you write that isn't just flagrant hatred <laughs> would be lovely we'd, we'd very much appreciate yeah it. no that'd be fantastic um and we'll you we'll can... make sure that we tweet that as well oh yeah we certainly will we'll come up with some like nice way of rewarding people that we love uh, watch this space. This has been episode nine of That's a Shame. I'm Isaac. You can follow me on Twitter at IsaacBD. Declan, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at CynicalDeclan. 
And yeah, at That's a Shamecast for the show, that's a shamecast at gmail.com if you've got any stories, responses, anything about a cube that you've seen today, or just <laughs> a haunted bowling story. Otherwise, we'll catch you on Sunday for episode 10. It's going to be a big one. See you there. See you later, guys. Thank you. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Honey, just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Necessities of life will come to you.